Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Subscribe now and get a commemorative 100th episode collector's coin. A collector's coin? Where exactly are we going to get that minted? China. Mmm, I see, I see. <laughs> that seems difficult. Um... Really? I could, I could definitely get it made. Yeah, we could literally get one made, but I don't think this is actually real. Uh, It'll be very easy to do. To a point, yes, but also um, everybody who subscribes now. Like, how do we tell if somebody's subscribed now or if they were subscribed in the past? I'm a little lost. Very lost, actually. As long as you're subscribed as of the uploading of the 100th episode prior to the uploading of the 101st episode, it counts. <laughs> I see, I see. So, do you actually want to do this? I'm a little confused now. Well, I mean, you know, if somebody really wants a commemorative 100th episode collector's coin, subscribe and email us, I guess. <laughs> Okay, so apparently this is the real intro uh, this time. The first one. I'm not. I'm not against wasting a couple hundred dollars ordering dumb collectors coins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Well, that's that's uh completely throwing me off my game. Okay. <laughs> After a hundred episodes, this one's not a joke. No, <laughs> that's I've a been, joke. I've been bamboozled. It's meta humor. <laughs> But only if more than one person, because, you know, you have to order in bulk from China. And I don't want, I see, I like, see. hundreds of collector's coins hanging around my house. That's creepy. Yeah, makes sense. So, anyway, hi, I'm Matthew, author of Rune and Metagame, and I'm very confused right now. That's your fun <laughs> fact. You're gonna have to deal with it. My name's Eunice, I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternosaurus, and uh, last year... I ordered a bunch of um, keychains that have like a loony shaped tag so that when you go into the grocery stores that need like a coin to unlock it from the other grocery stores, you can just use a keychain. Um, and I ordered like a couple hundred of them from China and then gave it to all my coworkers. So I know it's possible. <laughs> a coin to unlock them? Yeah, so like in the more. Um, how do you say this politically correct? In the areas of the city where the grocery stores are afraid people will steal their grocery carts, they have a system where you need to stick a loony, which is a $1 coin with a loon on it, native to Canada. Uh, you have to stick that in so that when, you know, the chains that lock the grocery carts together, it won't unlock unless you put that in. And then you won't get the loony back unless you lock the grocery cart to another grocery cart again. Right. Canada is a wild place, you know? And, like, I've made exactly one cash transaction in the last, like, five years. And it was at a karaoke bar. And I don't have loonies. So it's, like, a problem. 
I see. So then what I did was spent like $300 ordering a couple hundred Louis-shaped keychains from China. Because, <laughs> you know, you can order anything on Alibaba, but there's a minimum order. <laughs> I see. That's wild to me. I could have ordered one on Amazon, but it would have cost $14. And I was like, that's ridiculous. So rather... I paid a couple hundred dollars for a couple hundred keychains to get the unit price down. <laughs> and there, dear listener, you understand the essence of Eunice. <laughs> I'm, I'm efficient, but not cost-saving. <laughs> you made the unit cost as effective as possible. <laughs> I mean, it's, I didn't go crazy. I could have ordered like 10,000 and gotten it down, you know, but I just ordered like... 300 and then I gave it to my co-workers because you know it got printed with our uh, logo and um, It was good for morale or something. So that's the fun fact because giving gifts to people is a good way to get them to like you sure Yeah, that is my main strategy for getting people. That's my main strategy for like professional advancement like I just bring things <laughs> rather I see, than being I see. Nice because then you're obligated to like me. <laughs> being nice is hard. Giving gifts is easy. It's surprisingly effective. It's just, it's surprisingly cost-effective, too. Like, you could just, like, <laughs> buy a $2 box of cookies and everyone's happy. You know, calling that cost-effective is not really something that people usually go over. Um, well, that's because people don't usually think of the cost of goodwill. <laughs> But they should. Right. <laughs> right. What is... Okay. I hate to sidetrack even more. Mm-hmm. But couldn't you just be, like, friendly to people and get them to like you? Uh, and that costs nothing. No, no, no. Because no. your personal time and energy is your most valuable and restricted resource that you can't buy more of. Mm, I see. So if being nice to people is too much energy and you'd rather just earn enough money to buy everyone cookies, you should definitely do that. Well, you know, life advice from somebody who lives a very strange life. I actually live a pretty normal life. I just think about it in a weird way. (laughs) I see. Okay. Okay. So moving on, uh, you know, email us if you want more details on how to buy goodwill um, from your coworkers. But to the main topic of... To the main topic, uh, I do have something. Um, I guess it's, in some ways, a writing rehash. um, Because I have seen parts of this concept done before, although it had more attached to it than I'm going to, of sort of, we take the real world, and we take, you know, people who write stuff within it, and people who create media within it, so it's not just writing... But then we make it so that as of some event happening, and we don't really need to describe what per se, it could just be like, there was an explosion in, I don't know, uh, Duluth, Kentucky. I don't think that's a real place, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) and then after that explosion, uh, in the real world, occasionally, if there's a complete work of fiction out there, um, occasionally, one of its characters will just... I'm in being, in reality, and we haven't been able to figure out why. Okay. Is it like 
how does the character that comes into being experience popping into this world? Does it feel like they got teleported from their world? It kind of feels like they got teleported from the end of their story into our world. Okay, so wherever the last book ended. Yeah. Oh. These poor children. (laughs) (laughs) Children? I don't think they're all children. I call everyone children, okay? I see. (laughs) Yeah, everyone needs to be taken care of. It's my job. Anyways, moving on. Let's not talk about my job. So, how many of these peeps coming through? Um... I would say not enough to significantly affect the population. That's not the issue. That's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That still leaves a lot of space. Like, is it enough that the general public is aware that something freaky is happening? Like, Almost certainly, yes. Okay. And we're, we're not talking just like, oh, the main character of this contemporary romance. We're talking about, like, you know, people with magical powers... I mean, we're talking about both, right? Okay. But remember that we're talking about the main character of this contemporary romance without their partner. Yeah. Which, you know, in uh, in real life, that's a decent chance of not really mattering too much in the long run. In the short run, it's going to suck. It's going to suck real bad. But in the long run, you know, there's a decent chance they'll be able to... Get along afterward, but... Get along? <laughs> in the long run? Okay, that is not how the main characters of romances are written, though. <laughs> I'm aware. That's sort it's of the problem. To have undying, unwavering, unreasonable love. You read very different romances from me, because uh, when I see that, I actually put down the book. Well, I'm not reading different romances from you. I'm reading... Typical romances, and you're reading stuff that doesn't even really get categorized as romance. No, the stuff that I do actually does get categorized as romance. Like, it's its primary genre, its main thing, and it's contemporary. Yeah, what? It's just that it, uh, isn't very popular. Yeah, so if we're talking about the vast majority of contemporary romance characters... They're not going to get over it. (laughs) I mean, even some of the more popular ones that I've read have had characters who understand that, uh, you know, love or at least things like it are not really... uh... Define more popular. (laughs) This one is fairly popular. It even got onto a bestseller list. It wasn't the top of it. A bestseller list where... On Amazon. Uh, That's not the point. The point is, if this is happening to writers, there's going to be people who will not get over it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A lot of people who will not get over it, just if you go by numbers. (laughs) Yeah? I mean, statistically, insignificant. But, um, realistically, uh, problematic. And then, is it always the main character who gets poofed? No. Okay. Is there anything that seems to determine which of the characters gets poofed? Um, we could make it so that there is, but that it's not, like, instantly clear what that is. 
Like, is it is it the one that like the author characterized the best, or like resonated with the most, or subconsciously wished was real, or what are we doing? <laughs> it would be funny if it was the audience favorite. So it's usually the main character, but occasionally it's very much not. Audience favorite. Okay, I mean that's almost always the main character. You have a very different experience of media than I do. I don't know what you're reading. <laughs> Sounds like your main characters aren't likable enough. My main characters are plenty likable, usually. The ones that I intend people to like, people like. Yeah, but you write main characters that you don't intend people to like. No. <laughs> the, the difficulty, actually, is that the people that I don't intend people to like, I can sometimes have difficulty making that clear. Okay. <laughs> I can see how you'd have trouble making people who are just meant to be disliked. <laughs> hey, he's meant to be obviously likable and then saying things that are genuinely worrying and nobody's picked that up yet. Well, you know, people, they miss red flags and walk to their doom all the time. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, by the time that there's any doom walking, um, Somebody's picked up on the red flags. You know, maybe the tenth one. Tenth? We're already past ten. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you have to like... The number of clues you think you've given, you have to like functionally double that because nobody will note it. Even having read the ending, I think some of the ones you would be like, even on a reread, I'm not picking it up, so... <laughs> I put out all these red flags, but they're looking for semaphore. Okay, so... Fanfic, almost always. Fanfic is almost always main character, okay? I mean... Again, fanfiction is about half the time the main character. Fanfiction? Like, that's what you said, right? No. Hmm. I miss no, her. Fan- no, we're not, we're not allowing fanfiction to pop in, because that's just a bunch of not okay stuff. What um, about fanfiction that uh, eclipses its original work? No, it has to be the original intellectual property of the author. Mm. Thank you very much. I see. <laughs> so whatever uh, force is causing this, it has strong opinions on property rights. Yeah. It's like, um, it has to be your OC, your original, maybe, yeah. So if you wrote a fanfiction, would your, orig- would your OC be available for teleportation? Oh, like an OC within a fanfic? Yeah. I guess. But, yeah, because they always make the actual characters from the story act really out of character, so I guess that would count as some universe. Not always. Okay, but yeah, it has to be your original character, because there is a link between the author, subconscious, and the character. Ooh, so the character's essentially, like, even when they move to reality, running on the author's subconscious? I don't know if they're running on, but they're born of. Like, they look exactly how the author imagined that they look. What if the author never imagined, like, some part of their looks? Like, I've never imagined what any of my characters' faces look like. Yeah, I mean, you know, it would be like, you know, I don't have a very, like, visual imagination, so certainly I don't, I wouldn't imagine the exact facial features of my characters, but, like, it would be to the point that just looking at them, the author would be like, I recognize them. That's my character. I see. Okay, you're face blind. That doesn't count. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I was asking, right? Because, yeah. you know, I, I'm aware that other FaceBind authors exist. So, like, I was asking, <laughs> what about details that we don't think of? You would just recognize them, okay? Because of the connection between your souls. It's mystical, okay? <laughs> oh, I see. We're just going to go full mysticism and that's fine. Okay, but it's just like every detail that you've ever described and the ones you haven't but only imagined, they're all right, okay? Got it. <laughs> and like, screw what the fans are imagining. Author. <laughs> Okay. Which would be very funny if there was some hugely misinterpreted single aspect of that character. I mean, you know, no matter how often or how well you describe characters, what people imagine them to look like is, like, way off. Yeah, like, I'm aware. Um, you know, so, like, I feel like the character... Yeah, there should be some kind of, like, recognition, you know? Like, the author obviously would recognize their character. But the character is like, I've never met you... But, like, it feels kind of like we should know each other, or we do know each other, or we met each other in a past or future life, or something. Have I met you before? I don't think I have, and it would be weird if I had, given this whole situation, but I do, for uh, some reason. And I don't know, like, why, but I feel like you're somehow to blame for my sudden rebirth in another world. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily uh, put the blame on the author for this. It's not like they intentionally chose. Well, I mean, it depends on how how the characters are, okay? If they're irrationally emotional, they're going to blame what they're going to blame, okay? I mean... I don't really write irrationally emotional characters, Well, I so. mean, I'm not saying it would happen to you, but, exactly. you know... If you're writing an emotionally immature, hot-headed character, you got to be prepared for the consequences when they pop into your life. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that if I took the character from my most popular work and popped them into reality, we would probably just occasionally text memes at each other and have no further interaction. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I don't know. Actually, who's the main character of Eternal Swords? Ceres the main character. Are you sure? But Veltian is, is almost... I think they might share the position. Because they have equal POV time. <laughs> they have equal point of view time. I'll give you that. But at the same time, I don't want to put it this way, but I don't think there's a better explanation. Veltian doesn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about things that are not... <laughs> Related at all. You make it sound like Siri spends a lot of time thinking about things that aren't about Veltrian. <laughs> she doesn't spend a lot, but she spends more than he does, you know? I think it's more like it, it's skipped over because we've established that he's a independent human being. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's skipped over, which is because he's not... <laughs> yeah, fine. We can say Siri is the main character of Eternosaurus. I think most people would agree. But it'd be interesting. I should do a poll. See, No, everyone would like Siri better because she's really cute. Um, okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, read Eternal Source if you want to know what we're talking about. Um, okay, people popping in. Some of them are like super powered. Some of them are from the 1800s. Some of them, some are, of them are just a normal person. <laughs> Some of them are from sci-fi universes. Some of them are not human. 
every once in a while an elder god or something pops through and that's a problem that needs to get dealt with. And is it actually like nobody knows why this is happening or is like the people whose lives it's affecting don't know what's happening but somebody does? If somebody does, I feel like they should be like the worst. They should be the worst. Like some scientist type in a basement who's just like, yeah, I mean, I figured out how to do that, and then I did it, and then it was a terrible idea, and at this point, I don't know how to reset it, so I just moved on. It's not like someone who just really wanted their main character to come to life, and then, like, messed up the tech or spell so that it didn't affect just one character. (laughs) See, I mean, that's not the worst, right? That's just somebody who made a mistake, and now we all have to live with that mistake. I think it's much funnier if they did it intentionally, and then they didn't quite realize how bad it was going to go, and then that's just something we have to deal with now. So what do you mean they did it intentionally? They intentionally did it for everyone in the world? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. I didn't say it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but it's not even a like a reasonable goal or motivation. Well, no, it wasn't a motivation. It was, I figured out how to do this, and then I did it, and then I realized it was a terrible idea, but at that point it was already done. Like, why would they be looking into how to do this? Sometimes you can not be looking into something and still figure out how to do it. I don't know, this is a really specific thing to accomplish. You're right, as far as, you know, reality as far as we're concerned would make sense, but there's no reason that we can't make our world and the story work differently. Okay, so are we are we summoning people to a not-normal Earth world? Well, it's not ex- an exact copy of our own, right? Yeah, but is this like, there's actually magic in the world already? Not accessible to people. Or is it like, we're going to take the sci-fi and it's like, Actually, since there's an infinite number of people in the infinite number of worlds, Every story that anyone's ever written is actually describing a different universe, and then we're just connecting those universes through the stories and then summoning people. <laughs> I mean, you could easily do that, right? Okay, we can do that. <laughs> I don't know, I make it sound like that's a really generic thing, but I, I guess people don't usually think about it that way. But if you believe in infinite universes and infinite worlds, yeah, everything anyone's ever written is happening somewhere. <laughs> Good luck. Because um, <laughs> this also means that anything you've ever dreamed is happening. Yeah. But, like, don't feel bad, you know, if you screw up the story. Like, there's another world in which you wrote it right. <laughs> also, don't feel bad if you know you cause bad things to happen in this story because, frankly... It was going to happen anyway, because it did have a chance of happening, regardless. Yeah, I mean, honestly, is it even causative, or is it just descriptive? There we go. Okay. Philosophy done for the episode? Probably not, <laughs> but... Um, okay, okay, okay. So, you know, mass chaos, um, very confused and understandably upset characters. We're like, where are my people? I want to go home. Can they go home? Are we going to make you um, stay here? That's so mean. I would say, at least, I, I, would th- I think it's more interesting 
if we take it in the route where, like, you can't go home because, unfortunately, you're not exactly the person... You're an exact duplicate of the person (laughs) at that point in time. You're not living their life, and there is a version of you who is currently living your life. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh. Well, that's even sadder. They have no home. I know. They have memories. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. (laughs) Okay. So this is about the story of the characters having to make a new life because they are interdimensional orphans. <laughs> I suppose you can qualify it that way. You can't say I'm wrong. <laughs> Although we can say that, uh, you know, they're motivated by the idea of getting back to their old lives for, like, a really long time. And then they find the person who did it who is just instantly like, no, I'm sorry, that's not possible. Here's exactly why. Um, you can't prove it wrong. Uh, sucks. Bye. It's like, even if you could go back, just knowing there's another you who never left and was just, you know, living the life that you thought you had lived, but you're the duplicate. Although, really, you're, you're the same, but, like, you know. There's no like, difference between the duplicate and the original if they're perfect copies. Well, I mean, they were the same until one of them showed up in a different world and it's true. gained the experience of that. So, like, going back is like, I mean, I feel like some characters would still want to be, go back and be like, well, you know, the world could use two two of me. Now, what would be really funny is, like, yeah, so there's no real way to go back. We can send a duplicate of you back. That's doable. But as far as sending you as in this body, over, uh, no. We could send a duplicate over and then kill you if you want. I don't know how many people would take that option. I mean, you know, it's like, the duplicate that gets sent over would remember everything from being on Earth and experience being teleported. Uh, I think it's fine. Well, they would experience being teleported, and then the one who is left behind, would they agree to die? Yes. Because they were the same person prior to the whole thing. I see. I'm just, like, personally at least, I'm imagining... It's like, okay, so teleportation done. Now we kill you. And you're... For you, nothing has changed. You go into the pod, and then you get put under general anesthesia. And then they do the thing in the body. And then once it's confirmed a success... That would teleport you under general anesthesia to your world. And hopefully that's safe, I guess. Well, it doesn't have to be. Honestly, you just have to be unconscious. You don't have to be in a coma. But um, the you on Earth just, you know, never wakes up. It's all very civil. I mean, I would do it, but, you know, I have uh, no fear of dying. Uh... I think I would need to confirm with them afterward, like, okay, are you still okay with dying? We've sent the copy. We don't know what happened to them. (laughs) No, I think, you know, like, it would make the person doing the killing feel better, but it wouldn't be better for the person. I mean, it really depends, right? And it's a a tough moral question. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't struggle with tough moral questions. I just kind of decide and then move on with my life. 
Yeah, I think uh, that might be an issue for some of these. An issue for other people, not for me. <laughs> I see. Well, anyways, you know, some people would want to still go back. Some people are like, okay, I don't want to bother other me and, you know, the love interest who would get really confused. And, um, or maybe the world can only handle one crazy superpower. The world can only handle one chosen one. Or maybe a couple of them were like, you know, I really honestly didn't really want to be the chosen one. So, you know, as long as I don't have to feel guilty that my world no longer has a hero to fight the monsters, I can just chill here. That's cool. <laughs> More than a few of them are like, finally a break. Retired. <laughs> I'm just gonna like hang out in my author's place and like mooch because like honestly, your income comes from my suffering, so you owe me, lady. <laughs> oh my god, let's follow that character. <laughs> they were the chosen one of a whole world. Now they mooch. You know, just uh, that'd be really funny because it's like they've gone from you know, fighting and um, heroic quests every day to like, you know, discovering what a TV is and modern snacks. <laughs> I mean, you could do a chosen one from a modern-ish world. That's true too. But I think it's funnier if they have a different context. You know what would be really funny is you take the chosen one and then, you know, you give them the book that they're from which includes all the, like, side color stuff that they never had access to while they were in the world. Yeah. And they get to know what other people were thinking. Exactly. And they get so mad. Well, honestly, I, you know, certain things, they'd, they'd just be like, I can't believe you put me through that just to make it funny. Like... You know, looking at this from the outside, I can see the comedy in it. Also, screw you. <laughs> it's like... I'm just gonna mooch off you the rest of my life, okay? Because you, I earned it. Honestly, every all this, all these royalty checks, they're because of me. <laughs> uh, which the author is pretty much like, look, I didn't think you'd be like real, real in the traditional sense, so. Um, yeah, and then, so it has to be series that are done. Yeah, it has to be a series that is completed. Or at least it has reached an ending. So, like, what if the author wants to, you know, continue in that universe after their hero has transposed over? I would say you fully are able to do that. It's just that you wouldn't get a, um, you wouldn't get any more copies from that world. Oh, like, does this still, this continue to sporadically happen? Yeah. It's not a one-time event? Oh, okay. Okay. So that'd be funny because, um, you know, the author is, like, trying to write a good story, but the character is like, no, you're not putting copy me through that. You, you know we're real now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, look, look, here's my plan. You're going to win at the end. Nobody you care about is going to die. And then, like, the author's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'll just start, I'll just start a new series with another character. It's like, no, you can't put someone else through that. Like, you're so mean. <laughs> it's like, okay. The like, peanut gallery character. Sitting on the couch, 
watching my TV, eating my chips. I need to earn money, okay? <laughs> I get into an argument. It's like, according to whatever their name was, and, you know, given, given that we haven't uh, assigned a name, this is all going to happen anyway. So, I could write it down, and we make money off of it, or, or, I could make a happy story where nobody ever gets hurt, and also make no money, and we both starve to death. <laughs> you gotta, like, convince us. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm not controlling what happens in your universe. I'm just describing a story that matches what happens in your universe. Mm. There's a difference. <laughs> Is there a difference? I think that there's gotta be a difference, right? Uh, I guess, it, you know, it depends on how you think about it. Yeah, it depends on how you conceptualize it, I guess, where it's like, you know, this story is the link that binds the particular multiversal coordinates, if we want to call it that. So, because it, it's the binding, it's the version of that story that you would be teleported in if you went over to it. Yeah, but it would have existed without yeah. the link. Regardless. If you had it. Okay. Although this would be funny if it made it so that fanfiction authors did have the ability to, like, they essentially form the same connection as the author had, so they could get teleported over into that world, but, like, that gets into complicated territory that I don't know if we want to explore. They could get teleported into the alternate world? Yeah, like, the author specifically could, but this is the duplicate teleportation again, not the, not, like, literal teleportation. Wait, why would writing a fanfic make you susceptible to teleporting? Because it sort of tunes you to the world that you wrote, even if it's not your world. Okay, but why is it directionally that the writer is being teleported this time? Well, if you can teleport a character back, there's no reason that you couldn't teleport an author who has a similar connection to that world. Well, I mean, it depends on whatever the crazy scientist did, I think. Yeah, probably. But, you know, it's more entertaining if you can send the author. It's like, how would you like to experience it? You know, that is an option. Okay. I mean, you know, if you're such a big fan that you wrote a fanfic, maybe you want to go. There are a lot of worlds that I would love to write, like, you know, a short story or two in that I would absolutely hate to exist in. Yeah. You know, if I had to pick to live in a world I wrote or a world you wrote, it's definitely be one I wrote. <laughs> I see, I see. Because it's, like, you know, cute. <laughs> and I'm and, so hurt. And fluffy. And the villains are usually easily defeatable. <laughs> and goodness triumphs. <laughs> hey, you know, I write things that are happy and fluffy at the end. It's just the middle that's <laughs> difficult. And the beginning. You know most of it's difficult, but the ending's gonna be nice. Well, I mean, I, I put my characters through stuff, but it's like, you know, it's not torture. <laughs> no, actually, you literally did put one of your characters through torture. Ah, uh, nah. <laughs> like, nah. I see, I see. It wasn't shown on screen, so it doesn't count. I mean, you know, it wasn't that bad as far as slavery goes. <laughs> <laughs> We're 
just not gonna address that. Yeah, read read Eternal Source if you want to know what I'm talking about. But um, you know, it's one of those like, okay, okay, I'm. How old was I? I was probably twenty. A little a little edgy. Got a little edgy. You know. Edgy for Eunice, by the way, which is for most not people. That, not that edgy. It was like. It's like a sharp know. table corner. <laughs> <laughs> like a sharp table <laughs> Just enough to, you know, highlight the adorable fluffy happiness that the characters get to experience for the rest of the story. It would leave a mark if you ran into it. It might even cause uh, bleeding, but it's not going to be a, a clean cut exactly. It's not really that edgy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Moving on from, from that... <laughs> Alright, so I guess our main plot here is about the characters uh, adapting to live in a world where they were very much not designed for. Yeah, and, you know, meeting their author. (laughs) Some of their authors would be really annoyed. Authors would be annoyed? Well, I mean, you could get a Conan Doyle type who came to hate his detective for much of his life. I can't remember if he still hated him at the end. But, like, if you hate your main character and your main character is the one who comes through, how do you feel about that? That's pretty complicated. Well, I mean, if you don't like it, you shouldn't have written it and made a bunch of money off of it. Okay, but if it makes a bunch of money and you know that you can keep writing it, it's uh, extremely tempting. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta come to peace with that. It's like when they show up, it's like your kid that you made a lot of money off of. Also, like, what if like hundreds and hundreds of people send you letters about how they don't like how your main character died? Okay. <laughs> and that's like eighty percent of the mail you get. I don't. I don't know how well I'd hold up under that. Why would you read the mail? You know, I'm... Because at the, at the time, that was the method of interaction with authors. Yeah, but like, you know, if people are telling me things I don't want to hear, like, I would just stop reading them. Because, like, screw you. I'll write what I want. I do what I want. Wow. If you, um, if you don't like it, don't read it. I am frankly impressed. Actually, I don't know if I'm impressed. That falls in line with everything I know about you. Yeah. But uh, most people do not have that ability, as it turns out. Guys, if people are sending you letters that make you feel bad, stop reading them. That's a great thing in about letters. In this case, letters become, like, <laughs> internet messages. Um, and unfortunately, there are sometimes things that would make you want to continue to interact with them... Even if you don't want to interact with one specific type, you would have to get somebody else to screen your messages. Which, if you're the author of Conan Doyle, you can afford. (laughs) Author of Conan Doyle? No. You would have to be um, an author of the stature of. I don't think that people wrote Conan Doyle. Arthur Conan Doyle. The point is, there are easy ways to... You know, if you don't need that kind of negativity in your life, just don't don't have it. 
Okay. The reason people like, they're like, oh, I still want to read the comments because some of them are good. That's the part of your brain that like is like run by dopamine where you're like, it's the uncertainty. It's the uncertainty. It's the gamble. It's a dopamine rush. And you just be got to be like, no, no, I understand what's going on in my brain and I need to shut that down. <laughs> Reading internet comments is gambling. Uh, <laughs> true facts with Eunice. Tell I me guess. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I disagree, but I don't know if you're entirely wrong. You're, the fMRI doesn't disagree. <laughs> there hasn't been one taken, so no. How do you know? A thing okay. that does not exist okay. does we'll not disagree. We'll, we'll check Google Scholar after this. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Sure. We'll check Google Scholar afterwards. Anyways, continuing on. Um, Alright. So we have sort of our setup. Um, and it's... It's kind of an exploration of, like, what if your whole life you were designed to do one thing, and then you did that thing, and then your whole life is uprooted, and you have to live somewhere else. And yeah. that's just how that's gonna go. And you don't really have an option in this. It's kind of like a variation of the of the summon to another world genre where it's like, instead of, like, being a loser that nobody likes, and then you get pulled into a world where you can be the hero. It's like, no, no, you were the hero. And then you got pulled into a world where you're nobody. <laughs> but I mean, you still have your cool powers. So like, I mean, if you want to do heroing, you could still do that. But yeah, I wouldn't make the main, the main one that we follow someone who's like very comfortable retiring, you know, at the age of 25 or whatever. Um, I would probably follow four or five different characters who have different reactions to it yeah you know we could um make one of those like support groups they meet on fridays <laughs> <laughs> the transported from another world therapy group it's like hi my name's joe and i used to be a hero <laughs> hi joe <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get over it, you know? 12 steps. <laughs> okay, I'm not making fun of 12 steps programs. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> oh, man. There are plenty of reasons why those programs are good and plenty of reasons why they're absolutely terrible. And we're not going to go into any of them. You know, you gotta acknowledge your grief and your anger and your denial. I don't know what order they go in. It's fine. Also, the order is different depending on who exactly is. What? Oh, I didn't realize. I thought it was the same 12 steps. Okay. Well. Well, for grief, it's not. But for the alcoholism program, it, it kind of is. Oh. But that's because those programs are poorly designed. Or, you know, not designed. They're kind of just cobbled together. Cobbled together is still a form of design. Uh, it's just poor design. It's it's as I said. It's a it's a form of design that's disrespectful to the word design. <laughs> that might be true. I mean, yeah, but um, you know they also have a you know a revolutionary impact on the Earth world because you know suddenly we got powered peoples and you know some of them are like okay. I'll just pivot and hero in this world. <laughs> or, you There's know. not a whole lot of call for heroing. Or there wasn't. 
you know, they can like rescue people from natural disasters and I don't know, cure droughts and fight global warming. <laughs> the the problem is that uh, traditional heroism does not essentially work the way that you would like it to. Well, it's not, you know, they have to adjust where they're like kind of depressed. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, oh, well, I I'm not battling the Demon King. Nobody needs me. But then, you know, they go and they they rescue a little kid or a kitten or something else cute. And they're like, oh, I can be a, a small hero. A hero of the small, not of the dramatic fantasy novel type. <laughs> Mostly because there's no Demon King to kill. Frankly, if there was, that would be much easier. I mean, you know... If there is some kind of worldwide threat or terrorist regime leader, I don't know. When you put superpowers into it, a lot of stuff can happen. Yeah, and sometimes the audience really likes a character who's really not a good person. Yeah, or, so, or like maybe... There, there is some call for traditional heroing, it's yeah, just not often. Maybe, you know, in one of the books, the villain happened to be the most popular character, so they came over, so it's like, you know, it's like a really, like... Well, there may not be a villain in the context of the modern world. Or maybe they are, so maybe you do need a traditional hero, because, you know, someone wrote it like a really hot, likable demon king. <laughs> Who's nonetheless still a demon king. We don't know. I see, I see. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, I mean, for us. Less funny for the world um, that have to live But frankly, uh, they're unlikely to ever pop into existence next to us, so that's less of a problem. Yeah. You know, every time I read one of the stories where, like, an author's, like, world comes to life or something, or they get teleported into it, I start, like, getting paranoid for a few weeks. And then, and then I realized, like, <laughs> it would probably be fine if it happened to me. Because, like, you know, my characters are, like, pretty nice. <laughs> and my worlds are pretty nice. <laughs> so, I, I don't know what I'm being paranoid about. And also, it's not going to happen. But, you know, if you, if you spend too much time writing and imagining it, it, it you get weird ideas. <laughs> Very weird ideas. Okay. So, I think that's... That's probably it. We went on too many tangents. Um, but, you know, just follow fo follow the characters that your your heart tells you to, and it'll be good. You know, you can make it really funny, or you could dive into psychology. Or you can do both. Like, you know, the dramedy exists for a reason. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be drama. Drama is annoying sometimes. I'm... Very aware of that. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah. You know, you could make it into a web novel and give it, like, a really long title. Like, the character I wrote is now my neat roommate. N-E-E-T. <laughs> I'm going to say that light novel titles are not my favorite thing to ever exist. Yes, but, like, you have to use the form to make fun of the form. <laughs> or That's if you're writing satire, but you don't write satire. I've never written a full satire, but I like to make passing jabs at things. <laughs> I see. Okay, anyways, if you like this story, write it and email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. 
if you hate it or think that our take on this was terrible, um, it's pretty easy to find uh, <laughs> where this particular idea was uh, taken from. I actually don't know, but that's okay. It's Recreators, aka an anime that was released in, I think, 2017. Okay. Um, if you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you could rate us or review us on Apple or Spotify or whatever podcast listening platform that you happen to be using, uh, we would definitely appreciate it. Uh, Help us get to more people. And uh, we'll see you next week. Happy 100th episode! Woo! Woo! 100 episodes. That's a lot. Yeah. Bye. Bye.